Hello and welcome to the Mental Pacha Podcast, a podcast about the secret meaning of everyday things and the confusion of daily life. Um, this is your host, Muzaki Zainal, and we're not yet into the episode proper, I'm just telling you what the episode is going to be like. It's more structured than last time. <laughs> okay, yeah, there's, it's, it's clear expectations. I'm going to talk about romantic love a lot um, and why I think it's not always a good thing. And some helpful attitudes to uh, have when you are approaching a, a love romantically. So yeah, all right, okay, yeah, all right. This this is a this this is a easier listen than last time. Okay, all right. Here we go. Episode time. Four. Hello, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day week. Happy Valentine's Day-ish. Happy Valentine's... Happy Valentine's. <laughs> uh, I... This is the episode. I don't know how many of the listeners have been wanting to listen to me talk about this because I do get some um, queries. I do get people who want me to talk about... Love. To talk about romantic love specifically. I like that there is a day that celebrates romantic love. And I separate this from other forms of love because there is there exists a separation. There should be. We cannot, you know, claim that saying I love you can only ever uh, uh, make sense when we are talking to somebody we are romantically involved with. Um, that's why I say I love you at the end of every episode. Because I love you. And in a way, in the in the platonic... I love that I have people who listen, who are listening to the podcast. I love that y'all support the work. I love that you are around and you are still being yourself. That you're you you believe in yourself. You are uh you are a boon to the people around you. You are a good partner, a good friend, a good uh child, a good parent, and you try your best your best to be the best fit for your community. Uh, and I I trust that you do that. And I know <laughs> when I do that little ad thing, the new ad uh, read <laughs> where where I say that the people who support the Patreon are better than other people because you're cooler. I I kind of mean that. There's this thing that happens um, when when so me and the other the comedy peers uh, we look at each other and then we sort of try to this happens. We will see the kind of people who come to our shows and we get to learn the kind of fan base that we begin to develop. So, for example, Gajan Nats fan base, a lot of people who come by themselves, who are a lot of people who are quirky in the very Gajan way, who appreciates a, a clear setup and a punchline, um, who will clap after a well-written sentence. Um, that's Gajan's audience lovely audience um if you are a fan of prakash daniel you are into other you are also an expressive uh communicator of of uh, of you are also in the arts in some way that is like expressive and loud that like you might be a traveling backpacker you might be a musician and you might also be into like uh colors and photography that's cool and and 
I I I don't know. I'm noticing that the people who follow me are people who think a little harder about things. I appreciate the thoughtfulness by uh by which the way the people who follow me uh appreciate comedy uh and not just comedy, other things as well. And I and I notice that y'all also have um like a form of creative expression that you are trying to pursue in your own little way, even if it's like. Or maybe a big way. Maybe if, if if it's like a hobby or just for yourself. Yet you like, <laughs> you like being funny, and you think you're funny. My 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 followers are really, uh, they're fun, and um, I love that. And that's what that that I saying I love that is not wrong because, um, it is correct. I do love it, and it's not in a romantic way. And let's talk about that now. I okay so yes Valentine's Day is fun it is good that we celebrate romantic love but what to me is um how I wait let's let's just front load this with good thoughts first <laughs> love is good it's good to be in love it feels nice it's a warming fuzzy feeling and um the idea of romance is also attractive like what is let's try to define what romance is first um, sorry, my keyboard is too loud. Romance. The feeling of excitement and mystery associated with love. Mm, I don't agree with this one. Uh, romanticize. Okay, romanticize. Romanticize. Ah, here we go. To deal with or describe in an idealized or unrealistic fashion. That's what romantic means. Um, if someone says... Let's be romantic and do something. The image is always like candlelight dinner. You know, somebody buys the other person chocolates. Um, you go do something nostalgic. So the, you remember the best of each other, write a little note, give each other handmade gifts and whatever. And you see the the other person as the ideal best version of themselves and then you pour love into it. That, I think, is the, it's great that we have a holiday for that. A lot of people are cynical and go, oh, this is a money-grabbing thing. Hey, listen, people. In the dust of this planet, in late stage, um, over-capitalism, duh. Everything is commodified. But if I were to commodify anything, wouldn't it be nice if we were to commodify this feeling? <laughs> Also, you don't have to make it a commodity. You can, you don't have to make it uh, uh, include business transaction into this. You can just celebrate it by staying at home, spending your time for yourselves, doing nice things for each other, for you, uh, and 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 it is a, it is it is a you and your romantic partner sort of celebration. Um, it it is common. I would say or like used to be common for like around this time of year for for me to be participating in some kind of show and I'm kind of doing that this week uh, but also um, during that I'm never necessarily partnered up and I don't typically talk about whoever it is uh, I'm attempting to partner with or we're partnering with or I'm a partner too, usually, even when asked, despite this podcast being an over-confessional audio diary sometimes. Um, uh, I mentioned that to say, despite me not really being into Valentine's Day necessarily for myself, I like that other people do celebrate it. And it is fun. I encourage it. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, we all know St. Valentine is the... Uh, 
some sort of Christian figure, you don't have to worry about that if that's your concern. Because the celebration of the day uh, of, of of celebrating fertility and romantic love in this way uh, has has dated pre Christianity, so it already is a existing celebration. They just put Saint Valentine's on it, so don't worry about that. Just celebrate love. Love is good to celebrate and it's fun. Now, let's see. Uh, let's examine what the problems are with romanticism. <laughs> Because of course there's problems, um, and I think it is something that is low key, deeply crucial to examine, and parts of it might need to be violently unlearned. Yeah, so I do not want to much um, be too heteronormative about this, but Valentine's Day seems to be culturally. Uh, something that something where the I guess <laughs> where culturally the ladies are like the guy should do something. Um, so I already mentioned that. Even though I said I don't want to be heteronormative, so now that I mention it, just you know, be aware that if that's part of part of what's in your head, I'm pointing at that. And then I go, hey, this this part of our culture, this is why I don't I don't like, and and not not because I'm the dude and I have to spend money, kind of, but um, <laughs> more to the point, romanticism is ruining uh our the way we 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 have one on one romantic relationships with each other. I'm using romantic too much, romantic. Okay, romanticism is the is is a particular idea of the way to look at love, right? Um, but there is a way to be in partnership with another person without making romantic ideals the compass of how you judge how well your partnership is going. You know what I mean? Here's here's the thing that romanticism uh, talks about and that and why it is bad. And before I go there, I want to zoom out and go here's why examining this is important because it is romanticism as an idea is a human invention there is a history before uh valentine's just just there it is after it is about like around 1750 um there is uh this era of the history of love called romanticism there is, is an ideology in europe um and it's conquered the world powerfully you know Shakespeare done his work and everybody's like yeah that's it that's that shit baby and there are a lot of there's some broad, broad outlines that we have culturally accepted um, romant- the, this idea of romanticism has bled into our, our music our movies our culture even so much so that it is um, because of their because of its ideals that appeals to a certain part of our inner selves that makes it so easily viable as an as an ideology that that it has become so prevalent until now. It is uh, and it is not necessarily helpful in becoming a good partner to somebody you want to live the rest of your life with. Let's uh, let's now outline. The 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 broad sort of stroke things about romanticism, the assumptions of romanticism uh, that we need to look at in order to know you know 
what what we have been fed into culturally. So romanticism one is very hopeful about marriage. It says that long term marriage is supposed to be really exciting. Uh, it's like it has it has very high highs and the highs are often and frequent. Which is which both ways mean the same thing. Uh, <laughs> the feeling of love that you're familiar with when you are infatuated with somebody that's supposed to last through your marriage, and that is something that, and then that marriage is like your climactic endpoint of a relationship that involves love. That's one i one i one sort of bullet point that that romanticism says. Uh, another thing about romanticism is they have united the idea of love and sex. So before uh, the prevalence of romanticism, people uh, they imagined they can have sex with with people they didn't love, that they could love somebody without having a lot of sex or extraordinarily high quality sex. Um, but the the ideology of romanticism has elevated sex to the supreme expression of love so much so that people defend their chastity uh, until they can find somebody they they are emotionally attached to, and so when the sex becomes unsatisfying, their union you know becomes in shambles. Imagine waiting until you can get married before you give that to yourself and then you find out that neither of you are like compatible sexually is gonna be fucking terrible anyway uh, i digress so that's the that's two like sex and love is like the same uh that's a romantic that's a romantic ideal another is that true love means an end to all loneliness like the what the the line you complete me Oof! I remember hearing that line. Like, this is supposed to be romantic. This guy's admitting that by himself he's a fucking loser. What's why? Let's so many rom coms, which is you know again, all of these comedies are are like painting the romantic ideal. They're not love coms. Notice, they're not love <laughs> love comedies. They're romantic comedies. They they show that this ideal look blah blah blah. Anyway, so this third thing is that you will never be lonely if you have a partner. Like the right partner will. Uh, understand you completely without you ever explaining yourself to them that oh wow we click so much as if we live in each other's brains we were meant for each other we're soulmates that is another ideal of romanticism another thing is um, that romanticism believes when you choose your partner you should let your feelings guide you and being practical meaning thinking about joining your kingdoms together (laughs) Or 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 uh, uh 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 getting married for business purposes, or thinking about money or discussing money before uh choosing a life partner is somehow uh, uh not love or uh, uh means means some damage has happened to the love. That's what romanticism means. It's feelings over practicality. That is also the the, the thing about romanticism. Um, it is the it is these things that has made it difficult for us to find partner life partners that can actually be helpful for us because these ideals can are 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 quite much um damaging. You know what I mean? There's a uh there is also well, is there more? Yeah, there's more. There's 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 a couple more. Uh, what the the this other point is, 
kind of related to the practical thing, like feelings over practicalities. Romanticism also has the disdain for, for practicality. It doesn't just uh, mean you f- you search your feelings. Consider this. Have you ever uh, uh, been like very attracted to somebody very bad for you? And then you repeatedly go for them, they repeatedly break your heart. And then you go, but I feel so much love for him. That's romanticism. That's you putting your feelings over practical considerations. Another uh, aspect of it, which is the mirror aspect of that, is a disdain, a disdain for practicalities. If the, if you are being practical about a relationship with somebody, it's suddenly less romantic, which is tr- which is true about romance. Can like nobody nobody is being romantic by telling you how much they spend on on the romantic getaway. It's not romantic to read a receipt. Of how much your love <laughs> means to someone. Another deal of romanticism is that uh, true love means you should delight your partner in every aspect, ex- accepting everything about them. Unconditional love. That is also an aspect of romanticism. Unconditional love. Ooh, boy. Okay. We'll we'll break that when we will we break it. So now, now we understand that these are the things about romanticism. It is the thing is all of these are so appealing. We so want to be able to just follow our feelings and be told correct, co- not correctly, but like it is true that we are we are told this by our culture that romance romanticism is quote unquote correct, meaning it is okay to follow your feelings for love. It is okay to not want to think about practicalities uh, about love. It is okay for you to to accept somebody fully unconditionally. Um, it is okay for you uh, um, um, uh, to 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 claim that love and sex is the uh, is the ideal. Meaning, if you love somebody, the sex should be amazing always, all the time. And you should never be lonely when you're with somebody uh, romantically. And whenever you are in love with somebody, the goal is marriage, and you should always be, you know, forever entwined. Blah blah blah. The government should be involved, and there should be like a card you carry around. That means, yeah, yeah, I found love. It is very, <laughs> it is very helpful because it pushes a lot of stuff forward and it lets us not examine our own instincts and feelings and practicalities. You get what I mean? Like, let's consider each of these points and 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 talk about how they're actually not great. <laughs> now, racism being deeply hopeful about marriage. The there is there is the first one. The 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 the. the the harm that this can happen that 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 this uh, can cause is that when you have a life partner and then you cannot marry them you can feel like the love is incomplete even though sometimes this can mean pure practical issues about marriage like the paperwork can't happen because one of you is stateless or marriage cannot happen uh, because of the legalities of of the sexuality you have, or um, that uh, just because you are in a long marriage, suddenly you don't feel the feelings you had when you were first dating. That somehow that is a bad thing. It is not a bad thing. You know what I mean? People who are in marriages should be in marriages and be happy that the relationship has changed from somebody being infatuated with someone and somebody being highly much um uh so uh in the in the excitement of being with somebody that the excitement should last uh forever. That's not true. It should change. And that's not romantic, but it is 
more helpful to think of it to think of love like that if you're in a marriage of love you know what i mean um i hope that makes sense okay so that's one thing about romanticism being hopeful about marriage also like it is not bad uh, for you to be in love with somebody and then stop and then and then and then leave that romantic relationship leave sorry leave that like that 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 uh that coupling decouple and then never marry and still look at that relationship fondly because it is not a relationship that has failed it is a relationship that has, that has ended you know what i mean so you can have multiple relationships in a row and none of them have necessarily failed they have just ended and that is okay because the stories we tell ourselves is important in building ourselves as as people right there's this idea of derailment which is when you tell the story of yourself and then suddenly something happens and the story doesn't make sense anymore you can get into a harsh deep dark depression uh it is quite a, a heavy cause of of like emotional trauma and depressive episodes meaning um uh, uh like if you are about to be an olympic athlete and then suddenly an accident happens and you don't get to be that anymore the story you tell yourself changes that is enough to for you to be super depressed and one of the stories that we like to tell ourselves through romance is that if you love somebody you have to get married and if you love somebody and you don't love them anymore or you love somebody and you, they cannot get married with you they can't get married to you then you're like oh no this is this is bad i have to let you go and then sad everybody cries meanwhile that's you know that means you just don't have the same goals and it's okay i just end it and and, and be all right um but people use um ideas or believe believe in ideas like wasted time or much um somebody who's what is it what is the malay thing i know that means you know, the clapping with one, with one hand. That means uh, unrequited love, but also it means somebody who wants to get married, but the other person doesn't. And it feels like, macam, oh, oh, you were just stringing me along and using me. No, the relationship was, was mutually beneficial. Otherwise, why are you still there for that amount of time? You know what I mean? Um, and you can just end a relationship without getting married. And there's no, there should, there should not be the case of, uh, of either of you wasting your times. It is, it is both of you exploring each other and then learning that marriage is not something both of you want for each other, and that's okay. And that idea is difficult to reconcile with when you have been bombarded with this romantic propaganda <laughs> that you need to always marry the one you love it is a harsh, much um social social tsunami that you need to fight against whenever you have any kind of relationship that does not involve marriage uh, so that's one of the reason why that the first sort of prong of romanticism should be you know should be sort of s- struck with i do not like and I don't know, I, 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 and I hate that a lot of my friends, I'm in my 30s, so I statistically I've avoided my first divorce. <laughs> and I've seen divorces with my, my friends, so many of my friends have got divorced. And it's not their fault. They have, uh, they have reached, they, 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 I don't even want to say that they married too early. They married exactly when they wanted to. And then the relationship ended when it had to end. And that's okay. But the idea that, that there's so much cultural, uh, gravity towards people going oh this guy doesn't know how to stay in love or whatever there's a lot of that heavy heavy um cultural um 
yeah, it's cultural gravity towards you going, uh, no, but I want to stay in the marriage because I put a What will people say? It's not. <laughs> it's bad because of the because of the the idea of romanticism that, that everybody's been drinking and that's in the literal air, so metaphorical air. So yeah, that's one. That's one reason why romanticism is bad when it's so hopeful about marriage. It shouldn't have to be. Love is love. It doesn't have to include, you know, the government uh, and and a guy w- with a beard shaking your hand. Alright Another thing Is how romanticism Has united love And sex This one man This one is so Insidious It's When I'm trying to Tell you that This is not Healthy Part of your brain If you are Correct My analysis of your uh, Um <laughs> of, of my fans are correct you will your brain wants to go no this guy just wants to have casual sex with however many people he wants hey just because it's true doesn't mean this other thing is also not true <laughs> uh, wait okay what am I saying okay hold on no 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 uh, uh, it sounds like I'm I'm saying hey sex is fun you should have sex with whoever you want you don't have to be in love haha casual sex baby but it is it is it is more than that it is this this thing of if you unite love and sex you will have problems with uh, uh with with being fully in love with the person who may not be able to gratify you sexually and that's not something that i say much i'm like for sexual compatibility wise Even if you believe in, in, in the idea That you must stay chaste before marriage um, Okay, that's fine Don't have your marital sex And then when you start getting married uh, you, you start you, you begin to have sex Here's a thing that might happen It's not just sexual compatibility might happen It is also might be That your partner learns that they are asexual or that you love each other so deeply that you become more of yourselves, become more of each other, you explore each other's bodies, and then you find out that you are not sexually attracted to your partner. And then how? Are you going to stop being in love? You know what I mean? So the, the, now what has happened is you, you are you, sexual gratification now has, has intertwined with the idea of being a life partner. And that... That means you are uh, you you are <laughs> you're losing this whole other part. Most most things about your partner that you are you are in love with should not be wanting to have sex with them. That's just a small part of it. A big part of the other part is is how how they are they share your values, how good they are with the people you love. Uh, whether or not you guys have the same sensibilities, you have to spend most of your time not having sex with your partner. But romanticism have taught us that love and sex is the same. And so that has fucked us <laughs> when, when, when trying to get a relationship going. There are people who refuse to partner up with somebody who has sex before them. There are people who only want to, uh, to fall in love with people who are also virgins. That's a little confusing. And, and, and like, what? What are you actually valuing? <laughs> it's, it's very odd. Um, so... And also this idea that if you are, as a person, you gratify yourself sexually, you are somehow perverting your idea of what love can mean. Like, because because you have diddled yourself to insanity, <laughs> you can no longer find satisfaction in a human person. That's also, like, insane. That's also, like, whoa, whoa, okay, maybe the extremes. But, like, why to this extent? Why think about it like this? Love and sex aren't exactly the same. 
you have to be able to love somebody despite not being, being able to have the best sex with them. And that, uh, and romanticism uh, claims, you know, love and sex is like, same. And so if we decouple this idea, we unlearn a little bit of it, we might be more uh, tender and kinder to our partner. That's two strikes. Next, romanticism proposes that true love means um, an end to loneliness, meaning the right partner will understand you without you needing to talk to them. The the There's a special premium put on the idea that your partner might understand you without you needing to say anything. This is amazingly toxic, this part. Oh my god. This message is exclusively for the people who support this podcast over at Patreon. So if you're not a Patreon supporter, just, just ignore this, okay? Alright, cool. Hey yo, Patreon people, what's up? I love hanging out with you guys. Uh, I do love that this club is very exclusive. You know what I mean? It's only the cool people here. I love that. Of course, there's a bunch of like videos and extra content and like behind the scenes stuff here also in the paywall. But really, what I like is that only the cool people are here. You know what I mean? You guys, you people who support the podcast from as low as five ringgit a month over at patreon.com slash pinballmonkeys. Here's the thing that I want to tell you specifically though. You know that secret thing that I was going to work on on Patreon that we have to keep secret from the regular people? Just don't tell them about it yet, okay? You're on Patreon, you'll know. I mean, we've been discussing and we're working on stuff. You know I show you a lot of behind the scenes stuff and you know, it's all special and exclusive. So don't tell the regular listeners that that happens because then they'll get jealous and get weirded out. You know what I mean? Just keep it between the people in Patreon, you know? And I really like and I really appreciate that y'all are super supportive and and continue to contribute to the creative output. So that's a big deal for me. Just a big thank you to y'all, but also a little shh, don't tell, don't tell the regulars about this. You know what I mean? Just keep it a secret, okay? Aisha, Natra, Sarah, Faza, Arina, Ayman, Amanda, Anwa, Nighanis, Daniel, Alia, Sabrina, Mayamin, Safri, Shafiq, Zanbali, Nick Dorville, Farid, Ilesa, Fairuz, Siti Fatima, and Lukman. Just don't tell the regulars that this is where the cool people hang out, okay? So yeah, just keep it in patreon.com slash monkeys and then once we finish the secret project, then we can give it to the regular people. Okay, yeah, that's all I want to say. Okay, thanks. All right. Uh, now, now we're back. We're back to a regular message that is for everybody. Hey, hello, listener. Yeah, no, it's just me talking to some of my friends. Anyway, uh, let's get back to whatever Moses is talking about. I wonder what bullshit he has to say this week. Swan, how many arguments have you had with your partner that may include this phrase? Hey, we've been with each other for so long. How come you haven't figured this out about me? It is not either of your job to really study up on another person for you to be able to love them. You have to communicate things. Communication is super important. And romanticism claims that somebody should just be able to understand you via magic. And that is very easy to go, hey, maybe that's dumb. Right? Because it kind of is. Um, that's another strike against romanticism. romanticism. It is not romantic to tell your partner, hey, I don't like it when this happens. Can you blah, blah, blah. Hey, can you do this for me? 
because I love it. Can you, you know, put your hand here? Can you hug me a little bit? When I say this, that means I need you emotionally. Can you pay attention to me, please? And all of this are are like uh, important to communicate on both sides uh, 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 on both partners. So it is it is uh, another story against romanticism here. You should not um, um, assume that you will never be lonely even when you're already uh, uh, linked with your partner. That, that's the another part of loneliness is this this idea that you cannot understand each other. That it feels you feel alone when you're not being understood, but the paradox is to be less lonely, you have to reach out, and you will feel more alone in the reaching out. But that's the game. You have to go. Hey, I'm with you. I'm your life partner, but I am bored of whatever it is that you talk about. I think we're done. Not not like. <laughs> I think we're done talking to each other about this. I got to find other things to do, new friends, new whatever. And that's important. It is not romantic, but it is important for us to know that this part of romanticism, we should get rid of it. Okay. Um, here's another. The, here's, here we are entering into the feelings versus practicality of, of uh, romanticism. Romanticism believes that your partner should, uh, your partner, like choosing a partner should be uh, guided by feelings. Whenever there's a feeling, you go, oh, there's something about this guy. I don't know. There's just something about him that pulls me in. Here's here's the thing uh, that's counterintuitive, but it is I've not yet fallen into uh, the regular, what is it, collective wisdom. Your gut feelings are, aren't always good. It's not always good to trust your gut feelings. Sometimes your gut feelings are uh, an emotional trauma response. Sometimes your gut feelings are just uh, feelings that you have uh, your neural pathways have just trained to have these feelings when things are happening, and 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 it's not always the the, the isn't and chasing the chasing it is not always the thing that's gonna help you. So if you go like, yeah yeah, the people who are attracted to like abusive partners are not yet aware that this is what's happening to them. They go, but there's such a powerful feeling. This feeling is so familiar. Yeah, it's a familiar feeling that comes from, you know, what you think is correct. Here's the thing that, like, some of my friends would would talk to me about their romantic situations, and then I would say this thing um, that uh, one of my doctor therapists have told me. We model our understanding of adult relationships based on the adult relationships we know about or like we are earliest exposed to, meaning our parents. So if our parents were low-key, you know, verbally abusive to each other, we would think that that is the correct way to behave towards our potential partners. Or we would believe that it is our job to take that abuse and that is what love looks like. Because even as adults, we do not really stop modeling our behavior from our parents. Uh, it is epigenetic, you know, uh, but also it's in our blood. And that is the thing that you have to fight. If you are a person who feels attracted to... Uh, um, uh, if you look at your relationships and you see that there's a cycle of like neglect or abuse, and you're like, how come this is happening? Ask your parents what their relationship is like. Or, you know, observe them a little more and then see if there's patterns emerging and look at yourself and go, dang. And 
you have to the feeling of a attraction is not by choice of course you are going to be attracted to things that might be bad for you romantically but i mean in a, in a in a potential life partner but also you have to really uh uh be aware of that like oh wait this is that feeling this is the feeling okay okay have the feeling and then go is this a good decision i'm making for myself it's going to be hard for you to do this Oh, it's so hard, especially you know you're you're Chinese and 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 just stepping into a relationship for the first time is gonna be insane, um, because you're gonna have a lot of feel good chemicals that flood your brain that go yes this is familiar this is good meanwhile it's actually not good for you. Um, guiding guiding making decisions based on feelings, not great. Uh. And of course, their disdain, romanticism's disdain for for, for practicalities are, of course, very clear logic, impractical. We know that we should always like you know sign a prenup. That's one. But also, hey, if you're gonna marry somebody who has a bunch of debt, you think that's gonna be good for you? <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> that's just super basic, and I, I don't feel like I need to really explain why that part of romanticism is bad. Yes, you should follow your feelings. Yes, good feelings are good feelings, but you know. Be a grown up. <laughs> Remember that good feelings are that they are feelings. They don't necessarily trans- translate to correct decision making that is going to be healthy for you in the future. Okay, here's another thing about romanticism uh, that you should always be accepting everything about somebody. Oh boy, this one is fucking terrible, isn't it? How many times have you uh, taken abuse from a partner? And then one of their reasoning is, well, it's your choice. You wanted to be with me. I told you I was a snake. It is in my nature. You chose to love me. <sighs> Bad. Don't do that shit. Um, you are not always uh, supposed to accept somebody as they are. The idea of conditional love is a broken logic. Let me tell you, uh, because... People say, you know, hey, I deserve unconditional love. Love should not have any conditions. You should always love without any conditions. I feel like maybe, maybe the only person who can do this is somebody, a mother to a child with with strong maternal instinct. Maybe that. But other than that particular relationship, I don't think love is uh, unconditional at all. Of course, love is conditional. Why would why would love be unconditional? If love is truly unconditional, can I just you know can I just marry a, a toaster? Can I just you know be in love with a waffle iron? No, there's conditions to love. There's always they should be, and and accepting somebody fully um, is should include accepting them for their potential personhoods, but also having enough boundaries for yourself to be able to be aware that, hey, hey, ho, ho, hold on. I'm going to accept you for who you are, but not this part. This is, what the fuck is this part? Fix this part. In romanticism, the idea of romanticism is that you never have to fix yourself, and that is not true. You cannot f- f- really find love, and I don't think you should inflict yourself on somebody you know, if you yourself are not ready to meet them as your best self. You cannot be much um, so demanding of a partner if you yourself don't bring your A game. That is the, that's the thing about like, part of why 
the form of improv to me is so like it helps me be a better person is one of the ideology one of the philosophies is your goal is to make your scene partner look good not you look good if everybody wants to make themselves look good or wants to feel good themselves the scene will not work but if you only want to make your partner look good you both end up looking good that's improv logic lah but apply it to like one-on-one relationships what that means is um you need to bring your best self and always try to be better. And your partner shouldn't go, oh, you always have to accept me. That's wrong. And whenever a partner says this, bro, they have drunken the whole, you know, Disney-ass propaganda. No Disney relationship. Disney princess has a great relationship with their life partner. Oh, well, maybe Mulan. Actually, I don't know. There's a Mulan sequel where she marries the guy, I think. I don't remember. Anyway, so yeah, that is the, the the part of romantic love that I think we should sort of take off and unlearn. And uh, not great. And because of that, I'm not just going to leave you with, you know, this is bad, this is bad, and that's bad. Um, I also uh, think uh, I want to leave you with some attitudes that might help you with your life partner, Okay. It's great that you've been celebrating Valentine's. You know, love each other and do little chocolate things. It's great and adorable. But also remember that it's normal that love and sex don't always belong together. Sometimes you love a person very deeply for who they are as a parent, who they are as a as a as a as a, uh, um, as a creative person, who they are as a friend, who they are as a nurturing person, as a caring person, as a helpful person, as a thoughtful, clever, strong, independent, uh, 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 compassionate person. But that does not necessary. It's not necessary that you always have the best sex with them ever, always. So that's normal. And um, I encourage you to experiment sexually before... uh, (laughs) Before you choose a life partner that uh, that you are expected to or that you want to only be having sex with for the rest of your life. Or if you're already in a committed relationship, experiment sexually. Consider that, okay, I love you a lot, but I want our sex to be funner. Then have that conversation. You know, be practical about it. And that has to be part of it um, if you want it to be. But it doesn't have to be. Love and sex, are, uh, they don't always belong, belong together. Another is, discussing money early on upfront in a serious way is <laughs> not a betrayal of love. Uh, just because you go, hey man, I don't think you're spending your money wisely is not a cause for like a divorce. <laughs> yes. Discussing money is so important. I, I would, I like, there's one time uh, in the Swipey apps, this one girl, as an opener, asked me what my, asked me how much money I made. And that was so refreshing. I was like, oh, okay. Of course, it didn't go anywhere. Um, like, what, 15 exchanges and then unmatch? But I appreciate the practicality of that. And it's not just because uh, you need money to survive, but it's also your attitude towards money is your attitude towards managing your resources. So somebody who's careless with their money is also careless with their time also careless with energy and is possibly looking for another partner to pick up their slack uh, 
and also possibly somebody who doesn't want to be responsible for certain for managing resources and you have to be okay with that have that conversation and uh, uh or even better be somebody who is 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 robust enough financially that you can you can weather somebody who's financially reckless <laughs> it's harder to do but you know discuss money and practicality and resources in a serious way if you want to be you know if you want to find a life partner money is the cause of a lot of uh, dysfunctional relationships okay realize that you are flawed and also your partner is and it is not accepting the flaws that is love it is acknowledging the flaws and then knowing that both of you need work acknowledging this hey i'm a little not great you also not great this is this is the ways in which I'm not great. This is the ways in you're not great. Now there's much more tolerance and generosity inside of that relationship. You know, love hard so that you know. Oh wait a minute. You know, hug people enough to know that. Wait a minute. This this part is like. What is this? Is <laughs> this, this is you? Ew. The hell is that? You don't have to like it, but but you can like them. So yeah, work on yourself and work on each other. Another is the the next thing is uh you will not be able to find everything in one person. Meaning just because somebody somebody just because just because you're in love with somebody, they're in love in love with you, that doesn't mean they are going to be the perfect activity partner, lunch partner, the perfect co-parent, the perfect people to manage your resources with, the perfect sex partner, the perfect best friend or anything else. Because of human nature. Remember to diversify the ways in which you love different people. And know that just because somebody is your life partner doesn't mean they can. They also need to be in your every other thing else also. That is putting way too much on one person. Uh, and do this for yourself. Don't put pressure on yourself to be everything to another person. You know, Wear your own oxygen mask before attending to others. Um, just following your feelings is not super helpful. You have to make efforts to understand another person and yourself a lot um, before making decisions that will affect your life forever. <laughs> Do not just follow your feelings. Good feelings and your intuitions can betray you a lot, can lead to a lot of wasted resources and heartbreak. So enjoy your feelings when you have them. But know that they are not the compass that you should make your decisions on, based on. You should not base your, your decisions on romantic feelings. Ha. Huh. Okay. Hopefully all these attitudes will help you. And, of course, um, if you already have a life partner, um, you know, <laughs> make sure that you love them. This, this, this last thing I want to say is... Um, it is being in love at all in any capacity in a way that is helpful. Like if you look at your relationship and you're like, there's no abuse, there's nothing harmful, I'm just annoyed a lot, I'm a little frustrated at this part, that part. Remember that you are in love or or that being in love is what got you there. And know that that is actually very valuable. Not a lot of people are in love. I mean... I mean, enough people for for Valentine's Day to be like a great uh, <laughs> chocolate uh, day, chocolate selling day. But also, 
being in love and finding one person you found you found him you found them they're right there you found it is very valuable so hold on to it when you can hold on to it and and love hard love hard white hot passionate love and if not then uh, stop <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense that's how I feel and I know sometimes feelings is not how you make your decision but this is a podcast after all and I hope this is a good enough apology episode uh, for the really messy uh, previous one a lot of my points uh, my talking points were taken from an article of the, of the school of life how romanticism ruined love <laughs> and how uh, uh, yeah you can go and check that out school of life how romanticism ruined love there's a video there's also an article but also you know partly uh, uh, by my frustration with Disney adults it's mostly this I was gonna make an episode about Disney adults and how I'm like, the fuck is wrong with you? But it's really mostly this. Like, Disney is, has been a culprit in really, really selling this romantic propaganda. It is so harmful and has been such a strong, like, foundation for people to use, uh, 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 for people to abuse, I mean. And it's, it's, it's not great. If you are having frustrations in finding a life partner, consider, you know, consider disregarding romanticism and uh, find a more helpful uh, attitude towards love. Except that, uh, you know, people are flawed and so are you. And love yourself a lot. You need that a lot. Um, Yeah. Know yourself. Know what you want. Know what your limits. Take time to get to know the other person. Um, be honest from the start speak up when you dislike something when you dislike it don't like wait until it's too late and talk about your expectations if the other person doesn't want what you want end it and also relationship outcomes low-key are predictable based on your uh, uh, you and your partner's self-esteem self-worth is actually really essential to healthy relationships uh, it enables you to receive love correctly and also to be repulsed by abuse. If you don't have high enough self-esteem, you won't know how to receive love when given it and you will be attracted to abuse. So love yourself a lot. Figure out how to love yourself a lot first before you find a life partner. And boundaries and intimacy are essential to relationship. Learn to, ex- to assert your needs, your wants, and your boundaries and be intimate when intimacy uh, is needed. And yeah. So that's it. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you. I love you. Thank you for listening. And thank you for watching if you're on Patreon. Be kind to each other. Bye. <laughs>